Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for being part of our program, both myself and my co-host here. We're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant. We spend our weekdays helping people like yourself plan their future. We are here on the weekends broadcasting to be your financial advisors on the air or podcast or whatever it is. Well, however you're listening to however us. Listen. We're just glad you're listening. Thank you. Yes, yes. And again, at the risk of sounding needy, go ahead and please rate our- You're um, saving this at the beginning of the show. You haven't <laughs> even listened to it yet. You're right. Okay. <laughs> at the end of the show- if you're so inclined and you've enjoyed it even a little, will you please go and rate our show on your podcast provider? And what's not to enjoy about this program? There are lots and lots of things not to enjoy about it, but if you could just suffer through that, it's like any other relationship. There's many high points and some low points. <laughs> <laughs> and since uh, You know, it's funny. I've, I've got uh, my 10-year-old, very social kid, this girl, super social. And how old's your youngest? 10. Okay. She's oh, my youngest. Okay. So I've, my wife and I had two biological children. Uh, they're 25 and 23. And then we, had, we adopted two foster children that are 13 and 10. And so the 10-year-old's highly social. Why? Because we're crazy. Um, no, no. <laughs> but no, so highly social. You but, have, but you seem to have enjoyed this, though. You talk a little bit about them, uh, but you seem to enjoy their company. I, well, what are you going to say on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me, and a number of things are going through my head. <laughs> We're like, okay, maybe this is a conversation for private. <laughs> they're they're delightful um, kids. They really are. I mean, it, we, frankly, we spectacular kids. But my my ten year old, uh, she she has got lots of friends, but then she'll complain about they they, they frustrate her, and she'll she'll complain about these. And my wife and I are like, you realize that they're all humans, right? And I said, maybe you should think about those things that, like, what are the things that you do that your friends might get annoyed with? Because I think she's at the stage oh. where, to your point, relationships, there's, yeah. And if they're with humans, there's going to be great seasons and great times, and there's going to be parts of the people that annoy you. And that's just. And a- it's the same with your podcast. <laughs> the same. <laughs> they're. Sometimes you feel like just hanging up on them, but you just stay to the end of the show because you're a giver. So at the end of the show, if you've enjoyed this podcast even a little, rate us, please. It that what is, happens? This rating turns into revenue somehow through this know, magic of formula. Don't know. We may be launched to a larger stage oh. because of this radio show at some or this podcast at some oh, point yeah. in time. Scott, Spotify is about ready to send us a big. I mean, Joe Rogan got what a hundred million bucks. Come on, what's Joe have that we don't have? <laughs> personality. <laughs> oh, there's personality. Oh, there's that. <laughs> Interesting guest. There's that. that. A high production value. He doesn't know financial planning like we know. Oh, that's right. Step over there, Joe. We're coming for you. All right. Let's. And uh, these podcasts aren't three hours like his are either. They're not. No. Which I see as a benefit because I've never <laughs> I listened do as to well. <laughs> I was being interviewed on a podcast the other day. Uh, someone else's podcast. It was some financial publication. I don't know what it was, actually. Someone vetted it beforehand because I don't just say yes to anyone who's got their someone doing a in our podcast out of their closet. Hey, it's your first episode, can you be a guest? It's not going to happen. But, um, but and I, so at the start, partly I I wanted to get this thing done as quick as possible. <laughs> I said, "How long is this going to be?" He said, "We don't like to have many longer than twenty five minutes." And I thought, "Perfect. That's right. Keep the podcast at twenty five minutes, except for all worth money matters, in which case it runs about fifty minutes." Yeah. But you're going to love 40 of them. <laughs> it's a high majority. Right? It's 80%. It's a passing grade. Let's go to the calls. Right, let's get, yeah. So if oh. you want to be part of our program, 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-999-6784. And if you're listening to this on your podcast, thinking, wait a minute, it's a podcast. How, How do, do they I know call? when I'm listening to the podcast? We don't know when you're listening to the podcast. But when you call that number, they will schedule a time. 
for you to talk to us the next time we are in the studios. Yes, we in the, come in the studios and we'll take many calls at one sitting and um, put together a good radio program. Yeah, but well, we think good radio program and a good podcast. It's one and the same now. Yeah, it's from the the MIB uh, studios. What mediocrity in broadcasting? Rush Limbaugh had the excellence. Was that what broad- it's? Oh, with the mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay then. All right, let's uh, let's start on the calls here. We're going to talk to Bert in Florida. Bert, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, guys. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, you're you are my go-to podcast for Monday mornings because that's when it, the new episodes come out. So thank oh. you. Well, thank you. Do you listen? Just out of curiosity, do you listen to many financial podcasts? You know, I listen to a mix of uh, financial and other, you know, stuff. All right. Hey. What's your question for us? Okay, well, I've got a good problem uh, that I'm interested in your take on. We've been retired for about six years, so we have, and we have a good understanding of what our spending is because we use software to track it. And we know what we spend year to year. And the good news is it really looks like we could be spending a lot more than we are. Um, we don't have kids. We don't have any particular charity plans or anything like that. So our estate. That puts you in a pretty unique position, right? Because not very often you've got someone at retirement that has uh, no children and it's, it put it, you're in a different position than a lot. So anyway, continue on. Oh, you know, what it, I guess results in is we, we aren't as interested in leaving an estate or anything like that. It'll be, it'll be nieces and nephews that don't deserve it and stuff like that. But, um, anyhow, um, there are a lot of methods out there for determining safe, you know, withdrawal spending rates with a big variation in the result. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how do you determine a safe withdrawal rate, you know, so that we're not eating cat food whenever yeah. we're I, really old. And, and yet we would like to spend as much of it as we can. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, we, we have some pretty sophisticated software to look at all these vari- variables, but the, the when you start thinking about some of the other variables, you factor things in like, well, is there a pension? If there's a pension, are there cost of living adjustments on that? Right? There's Social Security that has cost of living adjustments. Are there uh, f- uh, fixed expenditures that we know aren't going to be subject to inflation, like a mortgage payment? And and so we got to look at those factors first, then to see what is it of the of of the portfolio, because it's really uh, inflation is the thing that we're mostly concerned about uh, in retirement and with with portfolio withdrawals. Uh, and and so it's looking at those things and then like, all right, if the markets don't work out quite as planned or if the inflation runs a little higher than than planned, are there other assets to tap into that can help offset? Like, And then the last thing is that the rate of withdrawal over long periods of time should be actually matched to your asset allocation in the portfolio. So what that means is you can't take a 6% rate of withdrawal if you've got all your money in uh, bank savings accounts, the, the the allocation and the withdrawal rate don't match. Absolutely. So, how yeah. h- how big is how much do you have in your accounts combined? Everything in our in our nest egg, if you will, it's like four point one million. And how much money are you spending a year now? We spent you know, over the last twelve months one hundred and two thousand. In two thousand twenty, we spent ninety six. I'd say. Uh, let's say 100 to 120 a year. This is not counting taxes? No, that's all in. That's all your withdrawals, not including Social Security. This is how much you spent Correct. or how much you withdrew. I guess my question Correct. is... We, we we aren't taking Social Security yet. And on your expenditures, that 102000 did that include tax expenses? Yes. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 64. We've been retired for about six years. Um, and your house is paid for. Yeah. What's the value of your yes. home? About six fifty. Um, and what's the next ten years look like for the two of you? Yeah, how's your health? We're we're both pretty healthy. I mean, you know, we had our own you know, aches and pains like everybody that's sixty four does, but you know, we're very healthy. You know, this is interesting. Uh, if you listen to our. Um, you listened to the podcast last week, and I talked about the couple that had plenty of money, and they had different allocations in uh, the portfolios. Uh, I would I would put a spending plan uh, together with you. I would actually, if I was your advisor, I would, and uh, your portfolios, how is it allocated? 50-50, 60-40? 
You know? Now, right as of today, we're sixty-six uh, percent stock, uh, twenty-seven bonds, and about seven cash and CDs. You're brilliant. Most people would love to be in your position. You're retirement. brilliant. You're brilliant. If if you were my client. I would I would arm wrestle you to, to to start getting you to take one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year out of your account and spending it, and I'd even go a little <laughs> bit higher than that, because I know that we're going to lower it once Social Security kicks in. And you're going to say to me, "Well, I don't need it," and I'm going to say to you, "Of course you don't." And the reason you have it is because you've been diligent with their money, and it takes a change in mindset. It takes a change in mindset. I have a client who is in his 80s, been a client for 20-some-odd years, large, large account balance, large, large account balance. I had to start sending him $400,000 a year because he would not spend the money. He said to me, I am not going to spend it. You know what I told him? You only fly first class from now on. When you take the cruise, you only stay at the nice. And if you feel like you got a little bit too much money in the bank right now, you take a private jet. And he has done it. He has done it. But he's in his 80s. I wouldn't have recommended the private jet to him in his 60s, but I did recommend everything else to him. I did recommend everything else to him. So you should, at a minimum, be taking $160,000 a year out. At a minimum, a 4% distribution. Because, quite frankly, let's say you have a normal life expectancy. You're not going to travel in your 80s or go out like you are in your 60s. That's well, he might have a private jet like your other client. Well, he didn't have a private jet. He leased the private okay, jet. Okay, whatever. He didn't have the – but, I mean, your account balances are a little bit different, but the point is the same, right? And so – I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, is 4% a good number because – It would I be mean, for I've you. read that – But everything's – look, if you had if you had a million dollars saved – and maybe, maybe a little, a little more concern, right? Yeah, but you have enough yeah. cushion because you got—I uh, mean, you've got so much cushion there by the size of your portfolio that you can withstand a lot of things. And you and you don't have yeah. any children, which was exactly the same as the, the the client that I just talked about in his eighties. He had no children, and he and his wife, and he and he's like. And one way to maybe even consider it is, is at some point you'll take Social Security, and that. Let's say it's fifty grand a year between the two of you. Well, you can say, why don't we take uh, four years worth of Social Security distributions? We're not now. Let's put it in a separate account. Let's pull down fifty thousand a year from that, and we'll take a smaller number out of the rest of your account if that makes you more comfortable. Right. But but yeah. the reality is, and actually, and I would make the argument that maybe you should be taking Social Security at least one of you now to cut the difference based upon your account balance and how we think taxes may or may not be going. But that's not what you what called per- about. What percentage of the uh, of your four million is in IRA? Um, or four hundred one k? Of that, it's like uh, yeah, it's three point two. Are you doing Roth conversion? We haven't yet, and the reason is, uh, and I know from listening to you, you're going to hate me for this. But I'm not going to hate uh, you. Protecting, <laughs> we're just protecting highly dislike our, uh, Affordable Care Act. We're, preferred, oh, we're protecting that. Nah, you're missing it a little bit there. <laughs> I'm just telling you. you, 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 you yeah, but what's it, what's your health insurance cost you now? About thirty thousand a year for the two of us. I'd run through the calculation because it, it, it artificially impoverishes himself to be. I understand, but it doesn't sound like he's getting act. a great deal at thirty grand. That's right. He's got one. You're Medicare eligible when he's sixty-five. He's yeah. got another year in that. I'd still look through yeah. that. I would look and at that. And if you wait until you're on Medicare, then I would I would really consider like a, a good Roth conversion plan going forward, and then spending and spending more money at a minimum. What you called about don't take less than $160,000 out of this account and you're going to get uncomfortable with it but you know just try it please or take a hundred and take 200 grand earmark it for a social security bridge or whatever the number is until you want to take social security so you can spend that money now so what what are you telling him to start the just change the distribution to what? Just trying to change his mindset so he feels comfortable about it. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's all it is. Right. It's just I Scott and I. So 
Look, Look I, you have these dollars because you've been a diligent saver your entire life. And it's hard to change. Right? I bet you were saving for sure. when you were young. You were probably the kind of kid that had trouble spending the money you made from your paper route. My guess. Well, I'm the kind of kid that had parents in the Depression, and they I heard it every day. Yeah, but so did a lot of your peers, and they ignored it, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. So, But you did the hard work and saved. These dollars, I mean, maybe one out of 100 times people get just lucky into it. But odds are you worked hard and you saved diligently for these dollars. And there are a lot of yeah. times you went without, you saw your friends doing things that you didn't do, and your kids said, well, well you don't have kids. You, you, I mean, that's the reality, right? So you, you had some sacrifices. And that mindset is what got you here today. But it's that mindset that is going to, it's not going to allow you to enjoy. It's going to have that four million go to five million, to six million, to seven million. And then you're going to be like, "Well, now what do we do? We got like yeah. now I'm seventy some odd, and I've got seven million dollars." So that's why I'd start the change the distribution to one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year to begin with, and see how it goes. It is a four percent distribution. You've got plenty of room in this portfolio. You've been investing. I assume you've been investing for in a similar or more aggressive portfolio for the last thirty years. Yeah. Right. Because it came from an iris, so this didn't grow this way by you actually timing the market or staying in cash. You've lived through this, right. and you're going to live through it again. And we're going to see other things that shake the market that everyone thinks the world is coming to an end. And the world won't come to an end. And if the world did come to an end— It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. <laughs> right? So appreciate Absolutely. the call. Thank you for uh, for listening to the podcast. And uh, yeah, and congrats! Great job. Yeah. You and you and your wife should be proud of each other. Um, and by the way, you've done some estate planning, I assume. Yes. Okay. So you know that to, that you leave the IRAs to charities and the and the house and other assets to uh, to people, right? If you've got charities in mind. <laughs> we we're not super. We're not that, <clears throat> excuse me, charitably oriented. Okay. But uh, right now we have the IRAs and, you know, pretty much everything going to a list okay. of people. Well, okay, there you go. perfect, 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 perfect. All right. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the call. The call. Uh, if you want to be part of our program, 833-99-WORTH is our number. That's 833-999-6784. We're talking with Tony. Tony, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hello. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Great. Uh, I have a question. It's probably been asked many, many times. I've heard it on your show a few times, but the circumstances surrounding <laughs> but it. But everyone's situation is different. So. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's why I'm calling it because every time I hear it, I'm like, well, that doesn't fit my. That's right. You know, I always want it to fit my, my goals anyway. Well, that's so why, it, actually, that's why the, the financial planning process we go, go through is called the seven personal decision points. It's not financial planning for everyone. It's the seven personal decision points. Yeah. And we're all different. Yeah. We all have different wants and needs and desires. Yeah. Fears. Failures. Regrets. Yeah, I wish I had that last guy's problem. <laughs> Things we should have done. Okay. No. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do a list of enemies. <laughs> but uh, here's my here's my question. I, I've been retired retired in the state of California, uh, 2012. So I've been try retired a little bit. Uh, my wife just retired a couple of years ago, also from the state of California. <clears throat> I I am it. This has been a this is her and I have been going round and round about this for a little while. <laughs> I, I want to pay off our mortgage and. Um, the way I want to do it is I want to do it with either uh, my 401 or 457, uh, but I've been told that's not a very good a good thing to do. And and so that was my question to you. Yeah, I know I'm here, not giving you all the – Well, right. here's, the, here's the challenge behind it. So the income tax structure of, of this country and the state of California as well is very progressive. So if, you're, if you have little income, you pay really no taxes – and if your income starts going up for federal taxes, at some point, all right, you're going to start paying a 12% tax rate. Then it bumps to 22% tax rate. Then it goes all the way up to a 36, what is it, 37% uh, top tax rate today, plus another 3.8% Obamacare tax. So it's really 40, effectively 40 some odd percent. So your, your 401k, the taxation on it could be anywhere from zero to 40% federal and from the state of California, zero to 13.3%. And okay. years ago, they used, they used to have an uh, ability to um, 
stretch out the the taxation of it over five or even ten years. Remember, Pat, there was the yeah, ten year a election. long time ago. I know, but that was, used to be, they used to allow that. You can take a lump sum, you can pretend like it was taxed out over ten years. That doesn't happen anymore. So it's it's all based on the year and you withdraw. How large is your mortgage? Right now, it's one hundred and forty thousand, one hundred forty-eight thousand. How old are you? I'm sixty. What's the interest rate on the mortgage? Two point nine. And how much do you have in your four hundred one k and four fifty sevens? My four hundred one today is today six hundred and eighty, and my four five seven and the four hundred one has three hundred and ninety seven. And and your wife, uh, how much does she have? That's combined. Okay, so you've got a approximately million eighty. Yeah. What if you did this? What if you took one hundred and forty-eight thousand, or maybe even a tad bit more than that, from your four hundred one k and moved it into a separate IRA, invest a little more conservatively, then have that IRA, whatever that mortgage amount is, have it just send you that check for that amount each month to make the mortgage payments. Well, so, well, are so you take a hundred and, and let's say sixty thousand and move it into an IRA and have it pay me yeah. back that amount of the mortgage. That's, that, that's a psychological game that we're playing here. Yes. How much money do you have in the bank? You, you guys, again, like the last gentleman said, you're going to get mad at me. I, I have about 157000 Oh, this is easy. Oh, <laughs> oh you're killing me. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you answer the question for us. What do you do? <laughs> But I don't want to deplete that. That's, no one cares. That's, 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 stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. You have almost $1.1 million in liquid cash. It sits in a 403B and 457. Don't worry about depleting that. Absolutely don't worry about it. If you're worried about liquidity, you've got plenty. How much are your pensions between the two of you? You mean what's our, like, monthly? Monthly, or, yes. Or monthly? But. Sixteen thousand. Okay, and have you touched any of the four hundred four fifty seven or four hundred one k since you or your wife retired? No. Okay. Okay. Look, you go down to the bank where you bank, and there's a picture of you and your wife back there. And every day they walk by and they give you a little nod and say thank you because you <laughs> lent them at a half a percent, and then you borrowed it back at almost three. Take. Yeah. yeah. I don't want you to talk about it. I don't want you to think about it. I don't have a dog in this fight. You got to go down, pay that thing off immediately. Write the check. But, okay. But, you know, I'm trying to... By, you know what's interesting? Like how- <laughs> Tony, you, you started this call and you said, I wish I had the problems of the previous caller with his $4.1 yeah. And we said maybe it's realistic to take... Uh, $160,000 a year out. You've got a pension. You and your wife's pensions are 192000 and you have guaranteed uh, cost of living. You're much wealthier than the previous caller. You have caller. much, much more money than the previous caller. If I did what's called a net present if I was value, to, if, if, if someone said option door number eight, door one is, is the previous caller and door two is you, I would take door two. That's right. But you, you, yours is viewed differently because you don't view it as a lump sum. But if I did what's called a net present value calculation based on your life expectancy and your life, wife's life expectancy and put a cost of living adjustment in there. It, it, anyway, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but right, he right. called me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are making me feel good now, but I still feel, you know, it just makes me nervous. Okay, okay. To... But, but no one cares how you feel. You just, you're going to do the right thing. <laughs> This isn't a hard decision. How about this? How about I pay off your mortgage and you write me a check every month that pays 2.9% interest for someone that has stellar credit and will never default on this thing? How do you feel about that? Well, (laughs) write me the check. All right. I will actually. I would do it. Like I would do it. I would do it. You want to loan him the money? I'm going to collateralize his home. The home's worth more than one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars. I'm pretty confident he's going to make the payments. I'm pretty he's confident. Got pensions of almost two hundred grand a yeah, year. There's plenty to go after there, right? But this, do you think? I mean, but do you think? Uh, you know, I, I get what you're saying. It, it, you know, I look at it; it makes no sense to me. I mean, just take the cash, pay it off, and what? What are you worried about? But thank you. I do. You know, I have kids. 
you know, and I have so what? You know, things pop up. <laughs> so what? Well, but then know. take money from your four hundred one k when you need it. Then take money from the four hundred one k when you need you're it. Gonna, but is, you're going to. It need cost to, you three thousand dollars a year not to pay your mortgage off. By the way, that's the spread in the right, interest right, rate. Uh-huh. And that's why I want to. Are you doing this because your wife wants to pay it off and you don't? You don't want to show her that you're right. No, it's the other way around. It's, I, I want to pay it off, and she thinks that we shouldn't. Because, oh no! You you have know. her call me. <laughs> you, get, you gotta pay this off now you, now you want to get me in trouble <laughs> yeah you gotta pay this I, off you gotta, I totally pay, this, agree. Pay, you gotta off. pay this off even if you and look just take a little bit out of your 401k but if you try to take the whole thing out of your 401k you're gonna just pay more it's, taxes it's, than it's you. just stupid it's just scott it's just stupid just take the money out of the bank pay it off done finish we're taking a quick break stick around for more all worth money matters Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Glad you were sticking around. Hey, this, um, some of you guys saw the news. This is, I don't know, it was six or seven weeks ago now where that ProPublica piece of all that they listed a bunch of wealthy people's Taxes. taxes and all that. I did, which always surprised me how they actually got their hands on it. Through divorce filings? No, they feel it was stolen. Someone, they don't know if it was an inside job from the IRS or someone hacked the IRS. Really? Should the press really be running that stuff? If Have it's you not ran, read any the stories about well, whether guess, they should have run it or not? I mean, I, and they maybe they look complacent. And, well, they, the, but, you know, Edward Snowden, the whole thing too, right? Where's he now? Is he still? He was. Did he die? In the... No, I watched I don't the think movie. So. Anyway, there was a movie. Yeah, there's a documentary about him. But the point being is, is it really appropriate for the press to be actually running information that was stolen, even though it is salacious, like this story here, which here we're talking about? Now I'm guilty of the same thing. Peter Thiel. Right, what happens if we don't talk about it? We just did all that build up and then just left the listeners hanging. How would that be? <laughs> so was he, was he a PayPal founder? One of them. I forget what he, he founded a couple companies. Obviously pretty talented guy. But he has, get this. So the last, the last caller wishes he was like the first caller. This guy has $5 billion in his Roth IRA. $5 billion in his Roth IRA. And he hasn't put any money in since 1999. And he, so he obviously used some sort of stock options or carried interest or some something he had in there that at the time looked like it had no value. Loaded up his Roth IRA with something that had no value and then... Um, Oh, it was uh, 1.7 million shares of PayPal at 0.001 shares or $1,700. He did this in 1999. There it is. PayPal was worth nothing at the time. I don't begrudge him. He's just just following the rules. But that that, that was an active, I guess that. It's probably the company wasn't worth anything back then. It wasn't. Absolutely. I mean, that's just the 0.001. But to pretend that he actually didn't have any active role in the management of the company in order to grow that? Why, why, what's, what's to preclude you from having some I active... I guess that's a good point. It's certainly not passive. I don't think that's what Roths were designed for, though. You don't think Senator Roth was thinking about the... Uh, Peter Thiel? Billionaire PayPal. Is that uh, what it was, PayPal? Yeah, it was PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. Unintended consequences. Venmo. Okay. I'm just saying... I like Venmo. I haven't spent a lot of time considering my digital payment strategies, but I appreciate that. My wife uses the Venmo and the PayPal. I'm actually heading to Home Depot after the, since we're finished with this recording. I got to buy some things, and I left my wallet home, so I don't have my wallet. I shouldn't be driving, but I'm driving. Okay. 
I don't know what would happen if I got You'd just give them your uh, driver's license number, which I'm sure yeah, you know, and they I would know. run it. I understand. They probably, I don't look like a, some sort of thug. <laughs> you like the thug. <laughs> He's a thug. <laughs> 54 year old, 150 pound thug. Watch out. You're Home Depot. My point <laughs> is. Let me show you my, I've got ID. Right. Look at this Home Depot receipt. <laughs> would you tell him? No, I, I Googled that. Uh, if see if Home Depot accepts Venmo, and supposedly that they do. Good so luck. I'm going to try to figure out how I use Venmo at Home Depot. I would ask at the cashier before I went shopping. You think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should hit some calls here. Uh, yes, uh, you'd like to join the show? It's 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-999-6784. And we're going to take a couple calls. And if we have time... I want to kind of talk about um, a strategy about whether you should continue to hold something or sell something um, and kind of a, a gut check that you could bring yourself through for whether it's a home or a stock or a bond or any asset. Now I'm intrigued. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's gonna go to the phones now. Let's talk with David. David, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Thank you, uh, Pat and Scott. Really enjoy your program. Thank you. Uh, I have a question on strategy on how to invest $1.1 million. So here's my situation, very unique. Uh, my wife retired this year. I retired December of 2015. I am 66. My wife is 57. However, I then opened up my own S-Corp about three years ago, hence it's prospered quite well, and that's why I have this $1.1 million. A little bit more detail, so you can help me determine how so to your go S- forward. Me, so your S corp uh, generated far north of one point one million. You paid your taxes, and you've got one point one million left in cash. Yes. Okay. Wow. Good for you. Okay, my house is one point five million paid in full. Uh, my wife's four hundred one k four hundred seventy six thousand. Vanguard twenty forty five. The target fund is where that's at. And I wouldn't keep it there all the time. I'm, all the money goes to my daughters. So I do like Vanguard. It's about 88% stock, 35% foreign, and 53% domestic, and a few other things. My okay. 401k, 480000 same thing. Vanguard, 2045 in five years, two years, depending. I'd probably change it to 2050 to keep that a high stock option because Alrighty. I don't need the money. Okay. Last point. Uh, pension, 212000 We need maybe 112 a year. So I have no need for, um, you know, I've got, I don't need any money going into retirement long term. So now here's my scenario. $1.1 million in a brokerage account. And I've talked to uh, investors, uh, planners to help me out. And there's three approaches that I'm hearing. And I just don't know how to proceed. And one of my concerns is obviously, you know, the bull market versus the bear. And so here's the three scenarios that I'd like to get your input on. Perfect. One, go all in right now. If the market starts to go south, we'll go defensive. And if it goes really south, we'll pull out. I hate that Number option. Two, Terrible idea. I do too. I do too. Uh, next option, go all in. Continue to be stocks, diversified, much like the Vanguard 2045, if it goes south, leave it in. You know, your time horizon is 25, 30 years. You don't need the money. Just write it out. And the last option, which is very intriguing to me, and probably the one that I'd really like to get your most valuable input in, because it's basically, all right, if you got 1.1 million, put 100,000 in two stocks every month for the next 13 months. And that way, one of your concerns, if it starts going south, you can stop. And then as it continues to go south, and let's just say it does that after mm-hmm. I got 600,000 in, I could go on pause mm-hmm. and then as it goes south, then put the rest, the 500 all in at one time. Yep. So I, I would really appreciate your perspective on these three okay. uh, views that have been given to me as I reach out 
to financial investors. So, so what the, the 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 one that I would agree with most is the last one, and it's dollar cost averaging. And you, you whether use, it's two yeah. stocks or a variety of into in, into stocks, not oh, into it. right. So I I I I I thought I heard the same thing. You're talking well, about why that they all three were 100 percent stocks. Yeah. Did anyone say let's keep some cash on the sidelines and? But but no. Oh, and by the way, so what you told us is that you retired how many years ago? Uh, five years ago, okay. but I'm working as a consultant with my escort. Okay, so you said that you didn't really care uh, about uh, and putting any money more money in to an IRA or 401k. I'm going to disagree with you there. I am as well. That was the first thing I was thinking of. Uh, I, I think that that's a mistake. I think that I assume that you're the only employee of your of your escort. Uh, I am, and and actually, you know, to be clear, uh, the fifty three oh five, I will through my S corp uh, put money in to a four hundred one k. But this money is cash. Okay, so I understand. Okay, so, but, but, but 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 you could put a lot of money into that. You, you've got a couple options. This this is made. You made how much how much money did you clear last year on this S corp? Uh, Nine hundred thousand. Okay, you have no employees. Oh, you think a defined benefit pension? You plan? can set up a defined benefit, pension a Roth plan? defined benefit pension plan, and funnel a couple hundred grand into this, if not yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, oh, into wow. the Roth. I, it, yes, it's a little. It it it, it takes a, a little bit of maneuvering, and it's uh, you've got to have to set it up, and it costs a little bit of money. But, but I could make the argument. Oh my gosh. And you're thinking Roth, Scott, or or traditional, or both, or both. So, so you're yeah, looking at the you're rate. looking at the final investment. I'm looking at look the tax man's going to take a huge chunk of whatever earnings you've got, whether it's from fifty percent. Okay, right. So they're taking a huge chunk. So the first thing I look at is like, if we can save some money in taxes, that's like getting extra returns on our investments. And so how a defined benefit pension plan works up is that you pretend it's an age-based profit sharing plan. Yeah. Or which actually just, it, it allows you to go higher than the normal 401k limits based upon how Way you higher. designed the plan. So that's the first thing I would do with, if, if you were sitting in any of our advisors office, that's, you know, everyone wants to talk about the investment, but you you skip past. And by the way, you're a consultant, and the reason you make so much money is because you see stuff other people don't. That's see. right, <laughs> right? I'm I'm sure you're pretty good at what you do. You don't accumulate. You don't make nine hundred grand being a consultant yeah. just because you're yeah you, you, you're handsome. Yeah, you 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 turn to clients to say, well, I th- I think of it a little bit differently. Are you going to agree with me there, David? Yeah, um, and and. So I have done the tax analysis. I wasn't aware of this raw. No, but it's a def- essentially in retirement versus now. Fifty percent of my of my income goes to taxes. Yes. When I retire, it's going to be twenty seven percent. I've done the math. That's so right. Twenty percent. There's a twenty percent savings in exactly which what you're saying. That's right. And 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 you said four hundred one k, and you limited yourself to a single. Uh, tax strategy in terms of retirement plans. There are many different retirement plans that are especially high income earners that yes, are sole with, proprietors. With no employees. I mean, it's like you're like the poster like, child. Like for, it was written for you. Yeah. Uh, much like we were talking about how Peter Thiel used his Roth yes, IRA. Just, <laughs> These are written for you. So uh, there is so there's that, and to answer your immediate question. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: uh, you could set up a Zoom. We have a, a retirement plan division. I normally never promote. I shouldn't say never. I rarely promote our company uh, on our podcast or our show. But we have a retirement plan division, and they will walk you through a couple of different examples of these types of plans and send you information. Because uh, it's a little bit above Scott and my pay grade to tell well, you exactly. Not, we, we, we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, but we do have a division that does that. <clears throat> um, so, Excellent. to your original question, so you mentioned that these dollars are going to go to your daughters. Is that what you said earlier? That is correct. Have you considered having any gifting to them now? So, what we're saying there, gifting is... 30000 a year, 15 each for my wife. Is that what uh-huh. I'm hearing you say? Mm-hmm. I just asked if it's something you've uh, considered. 
Um, and I would be glad to do that. Absolutely. It so, seems so small compared to the big figure that I'm dealing with, you know, the, the 1 million in my 401 or both our 401ks added together. And then one, the 1 million cash that I have right now. And his pension that's covering yeah, more than his Correct. Needs. And are you in social security now? Uh, I am. And that includes the 212 annual that I'm getting. Is your wife on my social wife security? My wife is not on social security yet. Rough estimates when she gets social security, uh, you know, the the whatever's higher, hers or half of mine. Yeah. And are you going to make? Will you somewhat, make? Will you make nine hundred grand again this year? Somewhere yes. in that range, and the following year as well. Yes. yes. So what do? You, so the bigger question to me is not how do, do we dollar cost average in? Or it's the bigger question is what do you what do you want these dollars to do? Do you want them to make your daughters rich? Do you want to help a nonprofit? Do you want to? I mean, you have a lot of options. And so, those are the more difficult questions. Uh, actually, it's very easy. Um, so I already give about 15% of my annual income to charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rest of the Good money, it's really, I want to, I want to give it to my daughters. And, and so it's, it, it's, it's wealth management. I was not aware of the raw or the, the tax, you know, uh, enough tax, but the pension, the, yeah, that, you that and, amount of money, yeah, yeah, away. We, you keep you're not going to be able to get all 900, but you certainly could get hundreds of thousands. But you and 99.5 yeah. percent of the population, how would you know? You've never made 900,000 dollars as a self employed, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? Pure, no, very few people expected. in the United States make 900,000 dollars being self employed. Um, so here is I'm going to agree with Scott. I would probably start gifting to your children at $30,000. And, and quite frankly, I would put it all in the S&P I mean, consider, I don't know your kids or what they would do with their Assuming that they're, that they're responsible. And by the way, all you have to do is tell them, look, it's your money. Do what you want with. But I get copies of your statement. And if you want to see another dime, you won't touch it. Um, uh, they're, they're very responsible. I have okay. no concerns. I would, I would start there. And then I would actually design um, an allocation. I, I, I would probably be more prone to go uh, 40, 50% equities, the rest bonds and cash. Yeah, and I don't do know. It over I, a chunk be, I think it could be, if, if the plan is that eventually these dollars will be your daughters, if you take that time, if you think, all right, that's going to get passed on when we both die, which is years from now. Um, it, you've got a really long-term perspective. It comes down to your real stones. I mean, 100% stock is a lot. I, I would dollar-cost average in, whether it's over 13 months or 24 months or 36 months. I agree with you. It's just emotionally it's easier. It's not, a, it's not a way to enhance returns. It's a risk mitigation thing. And actually, uh, had I been your advisor, we would have actually had the the, the defined benefit pension plan in place from – from the first time you made 900000 and we'd be investing appropriately. It would have never accumulated like this. Got it. Yeah. Right? So three things that I've heard. Number one, uh, 30K each to my daughters every year. Number two, um, this defined uh, pension plan, I'm going to have to get with my CPA, work that up through the S-Corp, and try to get as much money into that every year as possible. Yes. Thank you. And then number number three, with the cash that I have right now in a brokerage account, dollar cost average, uh, probably I'm too aggressive is what I've heard with the stocks. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't you think so. I don't think so. I mean, consider your money. Yeah, you're making over a million bucks a year. You have so plenty it's of like, money. I don't think you're too aggressive. And I don't think you're yeah, aggressive at I, all. I, for that, you've got this. Guaranteed income. I, I'm, I'm assuming you that you pe- retired from a state or municipality, which is why your pension is as large as it is, and that you're contracting back with a state or municipality and a skill set that very few people understand. I'm making tons of assumptions here, uh, but I've been doing you this. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, I, we've been doing this a little bit of time, so. Um, it's not the first scenario we've seen like this. So I agree with all three of those premises that you should do. I wouldn't go back to any one of those advisors that I actually met with. Just because they didn't undercover the big issues. They didn't, they didn't, they, they answered your question without, without solving a problem. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Right. So 
Hey, D- David. One of them told me. One of them told me about a SEP. Yeah, the it's SEP is it the three three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fifty grand or whatever. Yeah, it's not. It's not nearly as yeah, much. Yeah, that's it. Fifty-eight thousand. Yeah, not. Yeah. It's not nearly as much as you get out of a defined benefit pension plan. Not even close. Or an okay. age-weighted. They, those have changed. Hearings. So I'm yeah. not exactly sure what the, what's. Anyway. Happened in 2021. But. All right. Well, appreciate the call. Yeah. We wish you well, David. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on your success. No and uh, I'm glad you're re- working in retirement. You know, the good, like I, I, I just say, I like everything about getting older except the physical part because so much of life just becomes easier. And you look at someone like that, he's got a really unique skill set, uh, monetizes it. <laughs> like good for him, right? Yeah. Like that's what the marketplace is willing to pay for his wisdom at this point. So, yeah. All right, let's uh, continue on. This is All Worth's Money Matters you're listening to, 833-99-WORTH. We're talking to Larray. Larray, you're with uh, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Hi. Hi. Hello. This, my, hi, my name is Larray Morris. Hi, Larray. And hi, I am 62 years old, and I was previously married uh, in, from 1982 to 1994. So it was more than 10 years that I was in this relationship. So um, just recently, my ex-husband passed away. Mm -hmm. And so I am trying to see if I qualify to collect benefits, social security benefits from his account. Yes. um, Since he recently deceased. And how is that going for you? I, I, I'm trying to find out first if, it, if I qualify and second, how can I collect? So the question is, uh, are you eligible for Social Security yourself? At 62 years old, I think early Social Security. Are you working be, now? I am working. And how much are you making? Um, about approximately 32000 a year. What is the limit? It's 20, it's 20 some odd thousand. Yeah. Do you, are you going to quit work anytime soon? I plan to by the age of 67. Okay. So the answer to the question is yes, you, uh, you actually will have a little bit of benefit there from your ex-husband, but not a lot. That's the answer to the question. Wait, but but wait, wait, did you marry after the divorce with him? Never remarried. Okay. So you've got a little bit there. But the reality is it doesn't mean anything because of your age. Could she qualify okay. for a widow's benefit? But not until a uh, normal retirement age. And then she'd Otherwise, go it's into, still a reduction. And then she'd go into his first and then hers. But my you guess get a is- widow, You can get a widow's benefit age 60. Understand, but she's still working. Yeah, so that doesn't work. Right. So she, she's you're right, Scott. I yeah. mean, she's eligible for it, but she makes so much money. And Was, did, he, did he have a career that had a higher income? He did. He was in the military, and I'm not sure what career he selected after he re- okay. um, he got out of the military. So, the, but the, he was working. The way the rules work right now is because your income is thirty thousand dollars a year, even though you're eligible for some widow's benefit, you'd be mm-hmm. eligible yeah, at age sixty. You're better off waiting anyway. You're better unless, off waiting unless you tell me you got a lot of retirement savings. How much money do you have for save for retirement? Not much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even if you were to start it today, your income is so high that you'd actually they'd take it back away from you. And by the I way, see. it will be a nominal amount because this took okay. place between 1982 and 1994. So we go out 27 years, yes. right? And yes. uh, it's based on his uh, the wages back then. Uh, my, mm-hmm. I, I speculate that you're uh, when you go to take normal retirement, it's going to be significantly larger than any widow's benefit you would have received from him. Okay. All righty. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you for listening right. to our podcast and thanks for calling the show. You're welcome. Thank you for giving me the answers. All right. Take All right. Care. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank Bye-bye. you. Wish you well. And it's, um, social security is complicated. It's just flat it's out super complicated. complicated. It's just flat out complicated. It'll be interesting to see when, um, when Congress deals with some of the issues that we face with Social Security. Do you think they will at some point in time? I hope they do. Like days before. I, I mean, the, the government, they have they shut down the government for crying out loud. They can't even agree yeah. to get the government. So the way it's structured now, the year 2030, 2031, somewhere right in there, we're going to 
have spent all the Social Security savings. And we're going to have to make a decision at that point in time. The way it's structured now, they'd be an across-the-board, what, 27% cut in benefits, 23%, something yeah. like that, 20-some-odd percent cut in benefits across the board. Yeah, and that will never happen across the board. Well, and if it does, it'll happen once. I could see Congress not even being able to get the... And then and then repealing it as soon as it happens. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, yeah. Sir. So, uh, by the way, we started the show by talking about uh, this uh, last oh, half yes. of the show about how I want, how I think about whether you should continue to own something. And this comes from a call that we had either last week or the week before where this couple bought a brownstone in Brooklyn and were living in it. And then it was a three uh, apartment brownstone and then moved to San Diego. And I don't know why they leave Brooklyn to San Diego. That's just, okay. Okay. don't understand. So their question was, we were thinking of borrowing against this brownstone and, you know, it was lots, very, very old. And I thought to myself, what is the barometer Right. There's what is the barometer like an emotional thing that causes because you would you what causes you to want to continue to own something? And so this is the barometer I like to use for myself and I share it with my clients and all worth advisors will bring this up in conversations at times, which is would you buy that today? So people inherit in a house and the house is a hundred years old and they want to turn it into a rental. And the question we ask is, if you were wanted a rental, would you go buy a hundred year old house as a rental today? And if the answer is no, then you should sell it. If you have a bunch of stock or mutual fund and you ask yourself, would you buy this today? All things remaining equal. And you answer no then you probably shouldn't own all of If you said- Where it gets a little tricky is the capital gains tax implications, particularly today when at the way things are structured now, there's a step-up basis at death. Should that change- Then it will change the way yes. we manage money. Yes. But you most certainly have to go through that first and then decide if the pain of the capital gain tax is actually worth the liquidation of the particular asset. Yeah, well- Anyway, we are. Thank, I appreciate that, Pat. Thank well, you. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> you smart Alec. <laughs> if we were on the air, I'd call you something else, smart Alec. <laughs> uh, anyway, we are out of time. It's uh, as usual been a, a, a. It's an honor to be to be with you. Frankly, we uh, we've been doing this program a long time, and we couldn't do it without our listeners. So thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and you'll see you next week. This has been All Worth Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.